Hello, and welcome to Drunk Bitches and Politics, where bitches get drunk and talk politics. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing fabulous. Beautiful. So, who do we have here with us tonight? We have... Ray. Mishy. And I'm your host, Michelle. Welcome, drunk delegates. And tonight, uh, we have a small announcement to make. You guys will notice that our fourth member is not here. Uh, Jan has decided to step away from the podcast to focus on some other endeavors that she has going on. We love her. She's going to be missed. And uh, we wish her the best in her endeavors. So we will have continue to have the best podcast and to give you guys what you come for here every week. So good luck, Jan. Good luck, Jan. We love you. So, Mishy, what are we drinking tonight? Today we have us a fancy bottle. Ooh. Uh, this is a bottle from Chateau Latonelle. It is a 2016, so it's aged a little bit. It's a little <gasps> aged. <laughs> uh, it is a 2016 Hot Madonk. If I say that right, God, if anybody... A badonka donk? What did you call it? Hot, <laughs> hot Madonk. Madonk. Somebody out there who speaks French, um, upload a pronunciation of this. I speak three languages, so I'm in capacity, so I'm not even going to try. Um, and French just, <laughs> just happens to not be one. It just yeah. happens to not be one. Um, but, you know, you don't need to know the language to drink the wine. Right. Um, so, again, this is a hot madoc. <laughs> God, I bet that's so maybe, maybe it's hot. It's hot. 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 H-A-U-T. Like a hot hot hot? That's the same word. And I wonder how the music. Medoch. 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 Someone is going to come and pronounce this. French doing the. That's like German stuff. That's not, no, that's not You sound like you have bronchitis. Yeah. <laughs> I sound like I have your tongue. Because French is the love, it's next to Italian, it's Mid- another love language. No, like, but it's, it's not harsh. Yeah. That's harsh. Well, it's so it's, the reason why it's made that way is because from the abolition of Mazhoch. Oh and uh, what this what is, it is basically a mixture of Cabernet, Merlot, and Petit Verdot. Oh, oh, now that's good. Yes. And so I know that one because the Petit Verdot is used in the Bordeaux. It's traditionally used specifically in Bordeaux wines. So I, I do know that do one. Do you know what that means in French? No. It means little Bordeaux. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you tiny even grape. You can that without laughing. Bordeaux. Well, but Petit means little. Oh, yeah. You know how you get into... But I don't know what Verdot means. That's why it means little Verdot. A good way to get into the French accent is saying Pepe Le Pew. Remember? Yes. God. I did take three years of French. Remember Pepe Le Pew? I do. Wow. He's actually problematic if you think about it. Very problematic. Extremely. And to all our French delegates that we have managed to offend in the first three minutes of this podcast. Pardon. Pardon. Excuse me. Demi, 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 take you to the Casbah. Oh, wow, it just keeps getting Sacre bleu. Um, so, a little bit about the Petit Verdot. It is a variety of red wine grape, and it's principally used in classic Bordeaux blends. And it ripens much later than the other varieties in Bordeaux. So, it's often too late. So, it, 
considered to have fallen out of favor in its home region. So when it does ripen, it adds tannin, color, and flavor in small amounts um, to the blend. Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about what we have today in this bottle. We got it on sale for the win um, for $14.99, but it actually retails for $40. Bucks. So we can fancy wow. it. Wow. Yeah. And, and let's just tell the drug delegates that y'all were early tonight. Like, we were early, y'all. Like, I still was fixing dinner when they got here, but they um, had a couple of drinks at Total Wine while they were We shopping. were getting totally wine. We were total, total wine. There was a little bit of tequila. There was like some cosmetics. Most. I had the yeah vodka mixed drinks. Um, so for those of you that ever watched Scandal, you will remember that Olivia Pope's choice of wine was a Bordeaux. So I feel very Olivia Popey tonight. <laughs> pour me a nice glass, maybe grab a bowl of popcorn to go with my wine. Is um, that what she would do? Yeah, popcorn? Mm-hmm. she did. Because I'm, I'm the one sure female did. in America that didn't watch scandals. What is Shame wrong with you? I know. Okay, so when you guys are ready, I will go pop ahead. Pop it. Oh, and so then she knows that this is fancy. It has real cork in it. Um, this is a good bottle. So here we go. Oh, that's good. Mm, glug me. I will glug you. Let's, let's hear the notes that you're going to taste in this one. Tell me what you taste. I love doing this. Um, she she loves making me look like an idiot. <laughs> so it, it it will have it's it is a it comes in at fourteen percent alcohol, which is it's mm. up there, um, and it's a dry. It's a good thing we didn't start out with this. <laughs> it's like, a very good with thing. Dinner. Yes, but it's this is actually a food focused one, so it's, it would have paired well with what we had tonight, food. especially dark meats and poultry. Tell the drunk delegates what I fixed, y'all. We had tacos. They're tacos. Delicious. Yeah, and homemade salsa and guacamole. Mm. Yummy. Um, <laughs> So it's, this one's going to be oaky. Go okay. ahead and try it. It's very delicious. Ray, would you like? No, I'm going to say because oh, I'm going to talk to you about what I'm drinking Oh, tonight. that's right. Ray's Thank got you. a drink tonight she wants to talk about. So cheers, Michelle. Cheers, Michelle. What you got, Ray? Ooh. Let's her finish. This what is delicious. Tell it's dry, it. oaky. Ooh. You should try it when you get the chance. Okay. Oh, it's really it's, good. It's really good. Delicious. Don't ask me what I smell. I smell wine. Smell wine. It's I, I bought, delicious. I, so I, I bought a decanter. It's very, like, Full it's a full body wine yeah. for sure. It's imagine like pairing this with like a really good cheese. It will be like amazing. Mishy, if we had two bottles of this, we'd be fucking trash. Oh yeah, totally. This is, <laughs> this this is wine wine. <laughs> this is wine wine. Wine wine. <laughs> wine wine. It's for real wine. Um. So yeah, this is really. Mishy, we talking about our childhoods and shit. Yeah. <laughs> going going back. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell y'all what I'm drinking tonight. She drink it right. I am having a sparkling cosmopolitan from Joya. It's a new brand. Just found this. Becoming a nice little can, four pack. Um, and it sounds like I'm making fun of them, but I'm not. I think it's really It's cool. adorable. It is. It's vodka with cranberry, pear, and lime. And carbonation. And carbonation. So better cocktails start with better ingredients and a great mixologist. Sunny, tart cranberries, a polite note of pear. Does your wine have polite notes or are they rude? No. We we loud, honey. (laughs) Exactly. It has refreshing lime and all of these are mixed with a crisp, clear, premium vodka. Hey. Lightly carbonated with a few bubbles. It's a perfect cocktail ready whenever and wherever you choose and you can have it chilled or over ice. I love it. Sounds like a really good summer. It is. If anybody knows where that where they come from, uh, 
post it on the pod. I bet, but I bet you don't. Bubbles. There's bubbles. I'm not going to say what movie it's from because, you know, I'll tell oh, you all. I was going to say, did Michael Jackson say it? No. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to pop Oh, you I'm going gonna, gonna to crack this. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you, now that it's up, just, well, I'm going to break it now. Oh. There we there go. You go. Good job. Ooh, it sounds refreshing. It's refreshing. I took a sip of it. It's it's good. I like it. I couldn't drink a lot of it because it's sweet. Mm-hmm. It is but, sweet. But I do like the taste. I they like the flavor. two other flavors, but this one was definitely my favorite. And it's pretty. It's like this nice pink little cocktail in my glass. It's gorgeous. I'll post a picture on the Facebook. It is beautiful. And we'll post a picture of this uh, Bordeaux. Chateau. <laughs> Did we ever get the post on Facebook of our 4,000 bottles of wine that we had that oh. No, because Ray here. Like, I can't do everything. Uh-huh. I know. Ray's it's, been a rock star on it's, Facebook it's, this it's week. In, it's in Ray's possession now. It is. It's above me now. It's above you. There will be a lot of pictures posted over the coming days, so... There. Maybe we'll get that one. We'll squeeze Maybe that one in if you're from lucky. a week ago or so. Y'all better be nice to me. <laughs> yeah, I can promise that. I know you can't, you nasty bitch. All right. Y'all ready to get into it? I am. I'm so, totes ready. You got your notes? Your notes? I mean, we, I, we probably don't need a whole lot of notes for this I got first totes subject. Notes. Totes notes. For this, for this first subject, we probably don't need a whole lot of notes because it's, you know, the same fucking orange man shit every week. Just. Different day or same day, different shit, right? Or yes. What is it? Different day, same, same shit? Same shit, different toilet. Hello, Corona and wine. <laughs> same <laughs> shit, different toilet. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, so um, his interview with George, I call him Georgie Corgi. I adore George Stephanopoulos, but I call him Georgie Corgi, just from way back in the Bill Clinton campaign days. Yes, he's so um, but yeah, with his interview with Georgie, where I just kind of wanted to get y'all's take on the fact that when George asked him, what would he, what were, what were Orange Man's thoughts on letting foreign countries give information about a political opponent? Oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So what, so first of all, why do you think he answered the way he did? Saying it's fine because he legit doesn't think there's anything wrong with it, it. and like I think that in this case, it's like the most obvious answer is the correct one. He doesn't think there's anything wrong with it, so he was just like, "Cool, and I totally do it." We're kind of going through the same thing of like he might could have already colluded. So he's definitely gonna say right because he did take information from them. Yeah, he did, and would welcome it again. Mm -hmm. I mean, we. I would have been shocked if he said no. Like, this is exactly the response I was expecting. Yeah. Okay, so so basically, y'all think, is he setting himself up to say, well, I, I said there was nothing wrong with it. So, is he? but is he doing that because he's scared he won't get reelected and that there might be something that happens to him after he leaves office or he's scared of Oh, no, he already it? knows he fucked up because he's starting to walk it back. He's been doing that all day today. Yeah. He was like, well, of course, like, 
I would, the reason why I said it is because, you know, if someone shows up, I'm going to want to listen to it to even know that it's, like, worth sending it to the FBI. Like, you have to know it's bad. So you got to listen to it before you, like, send it off to the FBI. And it's like, I'm the president, duh. So it's like, I hang out with, like, the queen and shit. And then, like, I hang out with, like, the French president. So, like, if I'm walking around and he's like, I don't like your opponent, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to, like, report him to the FBI? Like, it was just, like, a word sound. Yeah, like, the whole it was. Time. It was. So it, there was backlash on on both sides, like bipartisan backlash on the Republican side, on our side, Democrat side. The people saying, come on, you know, like have some fucking goof out here. And so he's been trying to walk it back. What were the Republicans saying about it? The Republicans were basically like they don't endorse that type of behavior where the basically the leader of the Republican Party is going to collude with the foreign force to interfere in an American election because technically that's election interference. Yeah. Right? And at a time where we're so desperately trying to not have our elections tampered with, we have a sitting president who's like, fuck yeah, bring me the dirt. And that No matter where it's from. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't just sit well with everyone else when we're still very much going through the things that we went through in these past couple elections where it's like problem with the machines and all sorts of things like election rigging right. for you to be making a statement like this because yeah. a lot of people don't feel like their votes are secure anymore because of the things that have been happening. Because it's one thing, I mean, you can get opposition on your opponent, but no, you can get dirt on your opponent. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what's wrong. What's wrong is getting it from a foreign country and and at that an adversary of ours, right? And right? on near, top of a fucking that, near an enemy. And no one is offering you anything like this for free when it comes to the right. international stage. And no one's that fucking nice. Yeah, um, they're not gonna show up. But like, oh hey, I have all this dirt. What are you doing for them in return? Right. And that's where I think the waters get murky. Of course, every campaign does oppo research. You know, that's to be expected. But to actually collude with a foreign you know, power to say, oh, yeah, bring me what you have. That's a little ridiculous, yeah. especially from a sitting president. Just because you mentioned Macron. <laughs> and we're drinking French wine. Macron. And we're drinking French wine. Um, did, y'all, did y'all hear the story? I watch Trevor Noah. I, I try to catch him at least a few times a week because I, mm-hmm. I record it. Uh-huh. That... Uh, so Macron gave Trump a tree they to plant. They planted it together. And it died. <laughs> Are you fucking I'm serious? not joking. <laughs> How did I miss this? I know. So I, I recorded it. I, was, I, I meant to send it to our chat, it and I totally died? forgot. It died, and Macron sent him another one. <laughs> and that one's probably dead. And so Trevor Noah, like Trevor Noah has a great thing. He's like, he should have sent him a rock. He should have. <laughs> Don't probably the only thing or roach. Those don't die. Oh my god, they don't. They don't. But it's just funny. Like if anybody watches Daily Show, Trevor Noah. Basically, if they can like survive in Chernobyl nuclear like kind of radiation, that's what you send to him because he's equally as toxic. He is as toxic as the air in Chernobyl. He is. So uh, sorry, I just I had to throw that in there because we're That's drinking French hilarious. wine and you brought That's up Macron. That's hilarious! I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, the tree that wow. he gave and died. Um, Did y'all see what Nancy Pelosi was saying about it? That it's a very sad thing that he doesn't know right from wrong. It's so against any sense of decency. Like she's just like, do you like you? She is a grandma, and she treats yeah. him like one of her knuckleheaded kids. But even more so than that, it's just it's it brings up like that moment where you have just like are at your wit's end, and you don't know what else to say. She's like, "What the fuck do you want me to do?" He's an idiot who doesn't know right so from she wrong. She had a she had an interview with uh. uh 
Ron Farid Zakar. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, so she had a, like one hour interview with him oh, earlier cool. this week. Mm-hmm. And um, I recorded it. We can watch a little bit after this. But mm-hmm. and there's so much went on this week. But it was funny because when he asked, when I feel like when anybody asked Pelosi about Trump, she's like, I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> she's like, I just, she's like, I don't pay attention to him. Well, I, and it rubs him raw. Like Orange Man can't stand it that Pelosi will not, she won't fight with him. She won't right. But to quote yes. a very wise man, Tywin Lannister, <laughs> the lion does not concern itself with the, the sheep. of sheep. That's right. Sorry, I fucked it up. The lion does not concern themselves with the opinion of sheep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great quote. <laughs> Tyrion was the best. Well, his dad said, no. Oh. Tyr- no. Wasn't Tyrion who said that? It wasn't that? Tyrion. It was Tywin. It was the dad. Oh, Tywin. Everybody's got similar sounding fucking names because there's only six letters <laughs> in all of, just, Land- all of King's Landing. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. But that's another story. That's another For pod. another yes. pod. <laughs> So, um, and again, speaking of the Orange Man debacle this week, do you think that that is what spurred um, Aunt Lydia from leaving? Or do you think that was already planned? I don't think so. I honestly don't know what is going on. And just FYI, drunk delegates, we're talking about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We've dubbed her Aunt Lydia. Well, (laughs) America has dubbed her Aunt Lydia. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This was Sarah's 93rd day without a press briefing. Yes. And this is that long? Yes. And this is the longest stretch of time ever in any administration without a daily White House briefing ever since daily White House briefing became a televised event. So this is like first of its time. Um, I didn't realize it had been that long. I know it's been forever. It's the 93rd day without White House briefing. And the reason why you didn't notice is because the fucker is taking control of everything. And at this point, if he could go up there and give the White House briefings himself, he would definitely go But not take any questions. But not take any questions. Yeah. Just any opportunity that he can have to speak at people and get whatever narrative out there, he will do it. And there's word out there that they might not replace her yeah, or I they might, or they might replace her with, um, Melania T. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Melania T's communications director. Oh, her director. So I thought you were talking yeah. about oh, Melania. Yeah. Oh my like, God. When you mentioned Melania Oh, you thought that earlier, I thought you were going to replace that, her with Melania? Like, like Melania T hour. Listen. Like, I, I, like when you were talking about that earlier before yeah, she started the podcast, no. I thought you were serious that about would like be something her funny. own, like, 30-minute spot on Fox News. Uh, well, you know what? The thing about it is that... Melania spills the tea. If, if, if I didn't feel so confident in, like, Melania's ability to just hide the entire duration of this presidency, I would say it was very likely. But she's just trying to go through this without being seen and, like, hiding in her corner as much as she can. Rumors are she doesn't even live there. So it's just like... She, she doesn't. She lives in the, in the Trump Tower in New they'll, York. They'll deny and say she lives in the East Wing. Whatever. But... Look, homegirl's just trying to do her time, okay? And just, like, mind her neck. I don't even blame you, sis. You didn't sign up for this. It's not oh, how you bullshit. Left. She knew the, what the fuck she was signing up for. She, no, she, she signed she, up to be arm candy. She, she did not sign up she, to be first and, lady. And, you know, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. If you are, she got her a rich man, and she was going to be a kept woman who was going to live in Trump Tower and live her best life. She knows she had to be responsible for anything. Okay? <laughs> and this is too much. Garden and shit. And there's actually a special tonight be on best. CNN 
Um, that is the best. Yeah. Um, there's a special tonight on CNN. If anyone gets a chance to DVR to watch it, that actually follows. It's a small documentary on Melania. I think it's called The Woman, a woman the of Mystery. Mystery. Yeah. To that kind of follows. Jesus she's Christ. she really is. She is, but she's not fucking Carmen San Diego. <laughs> But the thing about it is that, like, of all the other first ladies, this is someone who is very much going out of their way to not be in the public eye. Like, she True. doesn't want to be. It reminds me of, like... And when she does, she copies the fuck out, out of Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama. I know. So she just... She listens. Sometimes you just want to get you a bay with some money so you can go shop. You don't want to have to shake hands and smell people's breath all day and listen to what they have to say. She didn't sign She's up over here to like, be your first I lady. I alone. <laughs> she sign up for this. Like a dramatic 40s movie screen She was living her best life in Trump Tower. And here y'all come to my first lady. Smile, bitch. She don't want to be a first lady. She want to spend money. (laughs) Shit on gold toilets. You you live your life according to how you want to live it, Melania. And if you ever need somebody to come and rescue you, girl, just blink three times and we'll come get you out of here. Got your back, sis. She is a hostage like we all are. Okay, I, I empathize. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, I I can't. I just I can't. I just I. I'm not saying that she's not a hostage, but she definitely has more access to help than a a, a poor battered woman. Oh, she's the know, she's the equivalent so, of the the poor little rich girl kind of thing. Yeah. Really see, if she wanted to get away, she could get away. But think about that. You're married to the most powerful man in the world. Well, and if she, like, even if she decides she was like, fuck this, I want out, I'm getting a divorce. There's not a spot on this planet where he can't find her. Right. And yeah, I don't think true. he's going to hunt her down or anything. I just think that she No, in fact, I think it makes her safer. Because sure we're all watching. Yeah. And I just, I know that a lot of people, I just... The, I don't know that she people, wants to leave, though. People expect too much out of her. Yeah. Like, this is not her thing. And... Oh, no, no, I'm just saying if she wanted to leave, I think she could leave. I don't, I, I don't think he would make it safe for her at all. You think he's going to sit there and be left and have his ego bruised? No, I think what he would do is he's saying, I'm filing for divorce. Yeah. He would make it all, he, he'd flip that script. I mean, because if she goes if she goes missing, we're so getting off the deep end. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Tinfoil hat time. It's tinfoil hat time. I just, I know a lot of people. I'm saying you want a scandal, the first lady goes missing. That's a, f- I mean, fuck Russia shit. <laughs> well, there was, remember a couple months ago, everyone was like, where's Melania? Where's Melania? Yeah. That was a thing. She was getting plastic surgery. Y'all leave her alone. That's what she I'm saying. She needs her eyes tighter. And it's not, it's not even really like me trying to defend her, but like y'all have to understand, I don't expect anything out right. of Melania. Like yeah. I, I was, don't. Look, I was the further Melania. away she is from this, I am good. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what she right. does. I'm, I just think that if she wanted to live, she could. People and, have all these expectations. I'm yeah. like, y'all, cut it out. I don't ever, I ever have expectations either. from the person that's married or not married or whatever from yeah. the, I mean, they, like you said, they weren't elected. No, and but it, the way yeah. I always looked it's at it It's tradition to, was, like, do shit, whatever. Yeah, but I compared it to, like, someone like Barack Obama or even, like, let's go back to George W. Bush. Laura Bush was, the, you the know there was a discussion. And... Well, she knew, Let's because um, I want to take away the partisan okay. piece of it. Like, right. let's not just say the Democrats are awesome or that, you know, Obama oh, no, and Michelle are I was talking about awesome. how yeah, Laura so, was the literacy queen. Like, exactly. that was her thing is but getting the thing children is, to is, read. But the thing is, like, even before that, she was like, 
I'm going to be a governor's wife. Mm -hmm. And then he, when it was time for run for president, you know he at least talked with her about this. Like, Oh, you could have been a legacy person. He, she knew. She knew, and probably that was a desire, but yeah. it was always something, it was a topic that they knew would happen. Melania? I don't feel that she knew about this She at had all. no clue, and he no. probably came home and was just like, Oh, we're about to go down the Trump escalator. 2020 or 2016 shirts. He yeah, didn't by think the way, he was going to win. I know. But I'm just saying, I think that that couple never had a conversation. No. Oh, know? of course not. And so no, I'll that's totally the piece where I that. feel sorry Absolutely. for her. That's the piece where I feel sorry for her is that she never was, she never wanted to be a first lady. She never. I agree with you. And that's what I was saying. Like, it's for. not even to defend her, but I think she ever and wanted so this. so I don't, yeah. I don't talk shit about her because of, yeah. for why? Yeah. Before it's like, she took yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not talking shit about she's her. She's a fart. No, 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 no. She's I just, like, yeah. No, 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 no. We're, we're just saying, like, all these expectations that people yeah. are doing a documentary, right. like, where she, she, she should be like, no, she don't want to do this shit. <laughs> she don't want to do this shit. She wants to shop. She wants to do what we all want to do, not be in this shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. For me, the only thing that sucks is that when she does make appearances, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? You're walking around in a fucking pith hat, like right. your goddamn colonizer in Africa. And it's, you it's, show up at the wall wearing a I don't fucking give a shit jacket. It's or, the out of touchness that I do blame her yes. for. If you are going to go out there and represent the country or the office or whatever, then you do have to make an right. effort at that point. If you're going to show yeah. up, show up yeah. right. So do you think that that's her way of making him look bad? No, oh, absolutely. It, I think so. I, think I, I still think a, it makes her like look bad, though. No, she doesn't care if it makes her look bad. She, she doesn't. Because she doesn't. If she makes herself look bad, it makes it's reflects. It's if you guys will notice, she goes out of her way to slap him in public. Like, yeah. she'll slap his hand. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hold like, your hand. I don't want to hold your hand. Or she'll refuse to, like, I don't want to like, hold Like, all of those, like, hand. little things where... Have you ever seen? I know pictures are just context. If it's still, but have you ever seen those pictures where she's like side eyeing the fuck out of him, like she's gonna like stab him in his sleep? Shit is crazy. Um, but I did one of them because we were talking earlier about the Stephanopoulos Trump thing. One of the like most bizarre things was like listening to Trump refer to Elizabeth Warren as Pocahontas. I'm like, so fucking done with that. <laughs> it's. It, I was done with it the first time I heard it, but it's it, just stupid. It's, it is stupid. It is, you know when something is so inappropriate, like, he's like in fucking Pocahontas over here. I'm like, come on, man. Like, what the fuck is that about? Right? It's, he, it's because he's five. At this, and that's he's the thing. so juvenile. Yes. It's why he has to have a name for everybody. He's so yeah. impulsive. Here I am calling him Orange Man. <laughs> and he's so impulsive because even when George was like. I'll admit it. George was pressing him, and he was like, you know, you never discussed the, um, what is it, right, justice something, God, my brain. Obstruction of justice? You never discussed okay. obstruction of justice. And he was like, yeah, I did. And he was like, no, you never actually talked about that. What you did do was try to, like, you know, fire um, and basically stop all these testimonies. He was like, no, I didn't. I wasn't going to fire Mueller. Like, and he was like, yes, you were. And then he got upset, and he was like, uh, this is so in character for you. You're being oh, a yeah. wise guy or whatever. Like, what you are know, you going to do? Reach you know over and slap him? 
you know what I'm waiting for? And maybe this will happen. That he'll hit someone? Stage. No. I'm waiting for Trump away. to say, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say, that's <laughs> and sticks to you. That's what I'm waiting for. Like, he doesn't know how to have an adult conversation. No. Like, he was like, you're being a, a wise guy right now, and that's so typical of you. I'm like, you are the leader of the free world. You cannot talk to people like So, this. when Pelosi was having her interview, <clears throat> and this definitely ties into what you're saying, <clears throat> And um, he was pressing her about Trump, but she didn't want to talk about it. She goes, look, she's like, um, she goes, I've got New York ladies out in the audience, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah. And she goes, so this is what New Yorkers have told me about Trump. Three things. First, he flatters you. Then he bullies you. And then he sues you. Wait, he flatters you? Then flatters he bullies you, you, bullies you, and then sues you. Seems accurate. It's been a pattern. And she's like, look at it. Look, it's a pattern. Yeah. yeah. And she's like... Seems about right. And it's, it's the same thing that he does because even when in that same interview where they're discussing polls and the whole interview will air this Sunday, I believe, on on, CNN, on ABC or something, CNN, uh, on ABC this Sunday, okay. I believe. Um, we'll link to that. Was They were talking about polls. And then it seemed that Trump only believes in polls if they're in his favor. Oh, yeah. Anytime like, that, yeah. Anytime that they're not, then polls don't mean anything. Nobody listens to polls. And then in that same token, he'll go, well, haven't you seen the polls? I'm like winning. I'm like, what the fuck Which is Which polls this? are you looking at? What the fuck the is two, it? The one poll that Fox did where all they did was call, like, ten Republicans. But it, and they asked <laughs> and one them, of them was, you like Trump, right? <laughs> yeah, one of them was, Con- one of them, the first one was McConnell and the second one was Lindsey Graham. <laughs> or, like, on a scale of ten to ten. How much do you like President Trump? All right, like it's just. I remember when he first um, won, and I would I was getting those emails where it was the the poll thing, and so fucking like you like Trump, don't you? It, right, it's made you right where you have to say, oh gosh, so yeah, like, leading yes. the witness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, like. Oh. Yeah, anyway. I just, I'm over it, Nick. Next. <laughs> Next. Right. All right, Ariana. <laughs> so I want to give, um, I guess it's a shout out, but I kind of want to talk about this company that we came upon. Yes. Um, it's called Malicious Women Candle Company. They're out of Stevens, Washington. And we kind of just discovered them on Facebook. Yeah, I don't even know. I think I, I still think somebody that else posted it. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 You, you, All right, Chad, you can have your fucking cookies. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jesus, this <laughs> one here. I like, know, right? Just saying. This one over here. <laughs> All praise Michi. <laughs> Come on with it, bitches. <laughs> anyway, so as we started to... find his feet? Yeah. Uh, and, bitch, <laughs> bitch, I might. <laughs> And I get the, the, one of the first things that took us by, um, uh, like just, I guess it caught my eye was the name of one of their candles and it was called fuck your abortion law. (laughs) (laughs) So we all started chatting about them a few weeks ago and one thing led to another and we like all liked their page and we bought candles Yes, and we just got our candles in this week. Uh, Ray did a great post about them on our Facebook. Please check it out. Um, she tagged them in it. So Definitely go to their Facebook page, their website, read about their backstory, yeah, the woman who started it, mm-hmm. because it's an amazing backstory. It's not what you think. Because you think by the, by the thing of her candles, it may have something to do with abortion or women's rights or something like that, something completely different, but still heart-wrenching and mm-hmm. inspirational. Um, I, I want to meet this woman so yes. bad. But I just, I wanted to give a shout out to Malicious Women Candle. Go check them out. I, we bought candles. Mine is... My candle, my choice, infused with my voice. 
Love it. And mine is the Fuck Your Abortion Law, which is how I found out about them. Because this is the candle part of this collection with the $2 that goes to Narl. Thank you um, for bringing that up. Yeah. Yes. So every candle you buy from this collection, $2 will go to Narl to support the fight against taking away women's reproductive rights, which is pretty great. Pretty fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I've got the Fuck Your Abortion Law infused with fighting the war on women. Yeah. And it smells amazing. It smells very earthy. I can't wait to... Oh my god! You've got the watermelon and citrus and sage. So fucking good! It's, it's really good smelling. Yeah, head. check yeah. them out. And they, they have bath bombs too, so there's more stuff too. Yes, there out. is. There yeah. is. I was talking I'm about the candles. I'm not a big bath but... bomb person, but I totally I, I love like, baths. I got soot calling everywhere out of my fucking house. So, <laughs> but these are. I think they're made with soy. Yes, they're made with soy. So you won't have soot. Yay! Right. Yes. Yay. Yes. So we got off a little tan Melania T tangent there. Oh my god! Um, but let's circle back to um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders yes. leaving, and uh, why you think she's leaving? Is she? I just like what we're saying. After ninety three days, I think she's just kind of tired of his shit, and I was like, "What am I doing here? After three years, I've run out of flies. I can't stand up here anymore <laughs> and lie." Um, and then earlier we were talking about. April Ryan. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I was like, April Ryan shows up there every, every day t- to troll the shit out of her and call her out on her lies. And she's just like, you know, I don't have to live this hard life on purpose. Let me go back to Arkansas and right. possibly run for governor. Well, you know, her and I don't know if you ever saw, April talked about it on a couple of shows. I, of course, caught it on Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like I watch the news that Trevor yeah. just like, it's a good break and funny. But um, her and Sarah went to lunch together. Yeah. Right? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You'd to be really? a fly on that wall. I know, oh right? All, all we needed was Simone Sanders and April Wine Simone Sanders and just like <laughs> added it there and it would have been great. I mean, it would have been better if it was like a dinner and they had wine and stuff, but yeah. I don't even know if Sarah oh drinks because she's probably... But it's like but, even... But I'm just saying, like, first of all, look up that interview, wherever you can find it, where April Wine's talking about their lunch together or whatever. But, um, I mean, she... Yeah, I mean, I think. Do you think Sarah's conscience is starting to get to her? I don't I, think so. I, 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 I tried, just, I'm not even gonna lie. I was trying to be like nice about it. Not okay. That. I don't think There's, it's a conscience. I don't think it's a conscience. It's, I think at this point, Trump realizes he doesn't need a mouthpiece for the White House since he's the biggest mouthpiece of them all. He has um, the Twitter, and he's gonna just fucking tweet the briefings and fucking throw them yeah. at us, call into Fox and Friends for an hour, and have just a regular old chat about it. We don't need Sarah. Um, because there's been so many times. So he let her resign. No, I think it's because she well, said she's still his biggest fan. Yes, oh, she man. did, and that's another thing. Because this is this is the Sorry. staffer in the White House, the, the longest tenure of any staffer in the White House. True, is, is her. So there's some loyalty. Like it's comical. It's really but, true. It's <laughs> that's the OG of the right. White House. Right. But there's something to be said for the fact that like there was a lot of times that she would come out, say something, Trump would then come out and go, that's not true. And then so she, he's making her look foolish because mm-hmm. it's one thing to have to even try to come up with excuses for the bullshit he says. But it's another thing when he does bullshit, you have to come out with a different narrative. And then he, he changes you. He's yeah. like, no, what she said's not true. It's like, what the fuck am I even here for? No, yeah. no one's so I've got to think there's yeah. a lot of frustration on her part, you know? And Again, and, and, and I don't you'll have stay at a job, and you'll stay at a job and be frustrated and hate it. And those three years seem like twenty, but when you're in yeah. the midst of it, it's just your daily thing. And I'm sure she was making a nice penny. 
So yeah. because I've been at a job where I was miserable and I went ahead and I stayed and I stayed and I stayed and mm-hmm. I mean obviously it wasn't working for him. I went well, jumped off a building. We'll see how it goes if they're hiding something. But it was all a love fest today. She was talking about how she'll continue to be the fearlessest defenders of this presidency. A call to action nobody asked for. Um, and <laughs> that she's going to go and follow in her dad's footsteps and become the governor of Arkansas maybe. I don't know. Except next month she's dropping a book. <laughs> and right? she's also writing a book that no one asked for that nobody wants oh, to read. Oh, she's writing a book? No. Yeah. No, oh, I heard something about oh. it. Well, I'm saying that's book. the next step. Yeah. No, that's the next step. Everybody's step. I yeah. actually heard something about a book. And it was oh, no damn book about... This is gonna be it's gonna be all tweets or something. I don't know. Like nobody fucking cares about this. <laughs> we can look up the tweets. Like, right. Um and at this point, the longest serving member of this administration is leaving. And the fact that we're even sitting here and going, Well, we might she just might not be replaced is kinda of crazy. It is very crazy. So it kind of reminds it's the new normal. Right. Yeah, right. Um, God, please, America, vote him out. Oh, my God. I just, I mean, just that stuff right there bothers me so much. I, the Russia stuff bothers me. The obstruction of justice bothers me. Yes, that bothers me more than anything. But him just not speaking to the American people. And, and when he does, it's just one-liners and this juvenile bullshit. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't ever answer a question. Like, he, he's not even politicianing the answer. Like, no, he's he, answering it with with rubbish just blubber shit and the thing is is that it's a press briefing is a two-way communication and that's what is frustrating because even though there were she bullshitted or anybody that was the press secretary would bullshit and give kind of half answers the point is they the press still got to say something Mm -hmm. they got to have ask ask questions and they could tell they learned stuff by what you dismissed what you said and didn't say. Said and didn't mm-hmm. say, and what stuff where they can kind of read, read the half truths, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So there was a lot to be gained from that, and we don't have that. And I, I've always gone on record. You guys know this that I'm an admirer of Sarah, just like her balls of steel. The amount of just like lying on the spot that she's capable of doing is just admirable as fuck. <clears throat> and you, the way that she would go out there and just spin lies like Rumpelstiltskin spinning whatever the shit he spins into gold, just like spinning it up there and giving <laughs> zero fucks about any of the facts. It's, it takes a certain type of gal uh, to get that off. And the fact that she's leaving and she, I, she's the, honestly, I felt like she was the hardest working person in the White House. Because when she was to be able to spin those kind of lies and like stand up there and be unapologetic about it and basically be like, well, I said what I said. Who wants to fight about it? Like y'all she got a problem? Spinning she that shit it. like it was, was on a Peloton bike. She yeah. was just and I, he. But he, if they're she, not replacing her, I feel like I feel like with who everything do you think can replace her. Well, I'm just saying replacing the position, right, right? Right. And I just feel like we're getting closer and closer because that's what they do in totalitarian or dictatorship. Yeah, they chip away at access. Right. Mm-hmm. And so instead of him kicking CNN out uh-huh. of the press conference or whatever, he's just now cutting it all off. And he's only going to call in on Fox and uh-huh. Friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's – I just – and then direct communication doesn't have any of the processes that we normally have. It comes directly from him. He's telling us like what a dictator would do, what's going yeah. to happen and how it happens without any of the process. And if you really look at how many of the positions are temporary positions and no one is really permanently And Ray appointed. talked about that several episodes, episodes ago. ago. Where, uh, yeah. yeah. 
And everything is just like on a temporary basis or not official that he's the deciding factor. And even if you go back and you think about when he says, well, I, if someone sends something to me, I want to look at it first and I'll decide if I'm going to send it to the FBI. No, that's not how it works. Uh-uh. That's why we have the FBI. Like he wants to be the person who's like, I'm that dude, right? Like I got this shit. I'm going to decide for the rest of us what's going to be what. One person. And, and, and that's not how this shit works, dude. Yeah. Like. We've got, you know, a democracy. And this isn't tinfoil hat shit anymore. No, this is not. This is just facts. This is just what's happening. Yeah. And you know, to, right before our eyes. And some people just don't want to see it. To be at a point where we, they're going out there and announcing the departure of the White House um, secretary and then go, well, but we don't know who's replacing him. Since when do you let someone resign without knowing right. What, right. what's happening next? Unless you have every intention of not ever doing anything about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. We should should be talking about people. And I know a lot of people want to say, like, Democrats, they're tinfoil hats and they're snowflakey shit. No! But it's like, the people who go silent and don't do anything, those are the ones that end up in dictatorships and in totalitarian situations because you don't speak up. Like, speak up. We, We were given that constitutional right. There's checks and balances, but you have... You have to work for democracy. Doesn't you like you have to actively speak up yeah. about the things that are going on? And it's like you have a set of other people who are just like it's just a bunch of bullshit. But like meanwhile, all of these little things that are normal are being chipped away under us little by little. And it's like if, when you're listening to it with a biased ear, you're not really paying attention. It just seems like little things. But when uh-huh. you put the pieces together uh-huh. and you look at the whole picture, right. it's really quite terrifying. Yeah, it's very terrifying. Yeah. No, and, and that's, yeah, kind of, that's, I wanted to bring all that all together yeah. with just his interview, Sarah, all that stuff. We got off on Milani to spun them. <laughs> all right, all right. So now we are going to take a break Sounds and we'll good. be right back. Lots of stuff going on this week. Bunch of shit in the news. Bunch of shit in the news. Like, I can't even list them all. So what else we got, Ray? Um, oh, the Kellyanne Conway and all oh. the shit with the Hatch Act. Yeah, what, yes. what was that? So I, I know a little bit about it. Like, okay. they were asking her to get fired. So, yeah, like so I did do a little bit of research because I'm like, the Hatch Act and I'm, I'm Warren Hatch. I'm like, I don't even know. What the hell is this about? So... First of all, the federal agency was recommending firing Kellyanne Conway, and of course Trump said, I'm not going to comply with that, but to take a that's little look. That's his boo. That's right, yes. Yeah. She's a day one. Yeah. She's his day one boo. <laughs> so, this law is fucking ancient. 80 years old, right? So, the Hatch Act was meant to keep politics out of the federal workplace while guaranteeing the rights of government workers the ability to exercise their own partisan preferences on their own time. So, among other things, it would make it illegal for an official to use, and I'm going to quote this, use his official authority or influence for the purpose of interfering with or affecting the results of an election. I mean, this is huge, and that's all she does, day in, day out. Yeah, I was going to say, so... They just called for her firing. It wasn't just this one thing. And, she's been doing this since day one. It is also right. an unprecedented move for the special counsel to even say this. Because they've never actually recommended the termination of someone. Of, of somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing In is just to, to make note, this is coming from the Office of Special Counsel, mm-hmm. which 
is not to be confused with the special counselor's office that was headed by Mueller. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Three of the same words, but in different in the, order in the, make a different yeah. is it <laughs> Is it one particular person? It's an agency. That's an agency. An, yeah, yeah, so it's a group. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a group of people. Watchdog oversight okay. yeah. type thing. Yeah, because that's what I kept saying was yeah. watchdog, yeah. watchdog. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what they're saying that she did is they're, they take issue with her media appearances where she attacks Democrats that are running for nomination. They concluded that she violated the Hatch Act on numerous occasions by disparaging Democratic presidential candidates while speaking in her official capacity during television interviews and on social media. Like, one of them was, well, she was identified as a White House official speaking on fucking White House grounds. She accused Elizabeth Warren of lying about her ethnicity, said that Bernie Sanders' ideas are terrible for America. She asserted that Joe Biden had no vision. And she said, (laughs) this is actually kind of funny, so I'm going to give her a little props for a little humor there. She said she had yet to see presidential timber. All she saw was a bunch of presidential wood chips. <laughs> <laughs> the shit. Throw that shade, Kelly. Wow. You're a hot fucking mess, but you had a joke. I, I I'll give you that joke. Shade fest, I will give you that joke. But also, fuck you. Yeah. And did you guys see that the House Oversight and Reform Committee, they were actually holding a hearing, and they they announced that they wanted her to appear on June 26th. They were inviting her to testify. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, speculated that Trump is going to block it because he's blocked every other current and former aide that's been asked to come before Uh, House committees. Um, So this could be yet one more. But uh, And the thing that bothers me the most about this is that Donald Trump came immediately to her defense, which I expected. But for him to then say, well, it feels like people are trying to put constraints on her freedom of speech, and that's not right. No, that's precisely what the Hatch Act is about, is that you cannot be in your official capacity and make those statements. You do it on your own You do it on your own damn time. So you are still able to exercise that right of freedom of speech, but you can't speak on behalf of the The office. Right. And in your official capacity and then violate the Hatch Act. Right. I can't. And she's a repeat offender. Right. I can't go do shit from my office at work and be like, hey, let me talk shit about all this stuff. All your competitors. Right. Yeah. 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 You can't do that. Like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. (laughs) No. Get the fuck out of here. And it's like, even at this point in time right now, she's not even part of Trump's campaign. So she's still very much in her official capacity. So she's not even like... Speaking as a staffer, exactly. an advisor, like she. If she became part of the Trump for America 2020, right, then she, she could totally go off all she wants. It's an easy fix, right? But they don't want to do that. So, do you think? Uh, good subject you brought up. So, do you think he's going to rehire her as his campaign manager? Oh. Was she his campaign manager? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, she was. was yeah, because she, okay. she left Ted Cruz when he dropped out, and then went, which I still. They to had this day, so much weird shit happening with to the this campaign. To this day, I, I still. There's still a oh, tenfold hot time. Tenfold hot time. I still have just like this thing that she, again, she's a whore for the money of campaign managing, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's got, she's just going for the coins, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going from Cruz to Trump. But she's talked such shit about Trump and then went and worked for him as his campaign manager and then now has been with him this whole time. Yeah. But yet there's always these leaks. There's that letter from the White. There's that letter. Like, I, I've just. In my mind, I'm just like, I wonder if she's the mole this whole time. No, I think it's... I, no, they're too much birds of a feather for that yeah. to be... Those two are That's like, just it, though. Like, she would totally stab him in the back. 
Right? Like, who would stab him in the back except the person closest to him? That would assume it's that she's like... It's going to fuck us all up to find out it's Aunt Lydia. <laughs> Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I think kidding. it's Killian. See, but... it, it has to be someone who has a shred of good in them, who's trying to do something good underneath. These, these people are lawless. I would take Melania first before I bit my money in any of these fuckers. It's the butler. It's the butler. With be. a candlestick in the library. <laughs> the conservatory. The conservatory. Um, yeah, no. Why'd you cry in the library? Because, you know, Trump ain't gonna read a fucking book, so they'll no, never find him. Right. <laughs> you think he ever read Fire and Fury? No. Probably no. listen to it on audio. Books on tape? No, he didn't even do that. It's too long. No. He was watching Ren and Stimpy. How many pages of the report do you think he read? The Zero. cover. <laughs> <laughs> the part that says by Robert Mueller. He was like, fuck it. Guys, dude. It's bullshit. So what uh, What else we got? What else we got? Michi got something uh, yes. you wanted to talk I about? I wanted to talk very quickly about the humanitarian crisis that's going on in Sudan. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Sudan is at a dictatorship. And then very recently... They had um, some protests going on, basically people demanding democracy and ousting the 30-plus-something-year dictator there. And they ended up doing that. There was protests, and there was, like, you know, people trying to usher in this new era of democracy. We've seen all of these, like, uprisings recently in, in all of these different African countries with people, like, basically, you know, demanding a new era in government. And so after they won, they ousted Omar al-Bashar, what started to happen is that they went under military rule and ended up basically by the government-backed militia. And what's happening is it's massacre of people. There's also dark, fucked-up shit like rape, murder, rape of children. And this is such a terrible, terrible... Is it, is it a genocide? Like, it's directed, it's, it's, is it directed toward a certain either class of people or religion background it's or not necessarily a certain class of people. Mm-hmm. So just basically people who are out there demanding this change. Okay. The powerless. So, okay. So right? The resistors. The, yes. The, the okay. resistors, the powerless. Okay. But with stuff like this, there's always the vulnerable within the population right. in the middle of chaos. So do people take advantage of stuff like this? Mm-hmm. And it's not even people who might not have a side on either side. So it's just turned into chaos. It's something that I wanted to talk about because at this point now the the security forces have been using excessive force and violent and using violence against these demonstrators and have killed in excess of upwards of towards a hundred people. Wow. Um, people have been murdered. There's been rapes. Like I said, it's really it's an atrocious situation, and it's kind of where I know that we're. Set, I don't know how many times I had to listen to things about Trump on CNN today, and this is something that's not being covered right. um, anywhere, and it's so important that. We we exercise oversight over ourselves, but then we exercise oversight against other people, against powers that seek to abuse others everywhere around the world. We're a human right. community, and we need to be paying more attention. And I feel like pe- abusers, this is their... They they revel in something like this where the world at large is going silent because that means that they get to do all that they can under the shadows and... Yeah. violate people without anyone paying attention and it's starting to pick up a little bit and I know people are going blue on their social media so if you ever see a profile that has like blue over it it's them like trying to advocate for the situation and we're trying to get you know world powers to step in and basically do something about this so I encourage you to please go 
check go on Al Jazeera and just kind of follow the situation, figure out where you can step in and how you can advocate. And the number one thing that I would say would be the best thing to do right now is to call your congressperson and get them to give bring this to their attention and tell them that you care about this and you want them to do something about it. And we want this we want this brought up, we want Congress to talk about it to see how we can assist. Um, because like I said, we're a global community and it's it's terrible. So what I mean, what would you recommend <laughs> Would you recommend that we, because I, 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 we, we've seen this happen before right. and we don't do a good job of it, Michigan. Right, right. So, I mean, would you want them to, for us to send in military forces? Because at this point, I, I mean, there, there's a ton of violence going on there. Right. Peace talks are and done. Like there's no, no peace there's talking. Exactly. Happening. And it's not, and peace I think that the solution wow. to this <laughs> is to get world powers to come together. I don't think it's necessarily one country going in because that never goes well. Right. I think this needs to be a place where we come together as the world and hold hands and figure out how we're going to do it from an international police standpoint. Get together, get the UN in there, get all the African Union, everybody to step in and not ignore this because it's yeah. like, it's it's so chaotic right. to the point where it's like there's, it's military ruled by, there's no system of governing because it's not There's not one right. person. There's not, right. It's, and there's no checks and balances. There's nothing like that. Um, so this is going to require good people like to step in. like the fucking Wild Wild West. Yeah. And you really want sure. people with good intentions to go in here and, and help and like humanitarian abuses of this level, this should be global. It's something we should be hearing about every day. Because if it happened to one of like the Western powers, like we would, we yeah, would this happened in France, right? We yeah. would think about how after the uh, God, the church in France. What's the name? Oh, I'm off my name oh, today. Dame. Yeah, when Notre Dame blew up, like that took off. Everybody on every corner of the world knew about it within yes, like an yeah. hour. And we yeah. need to bring that same energy when it comes to actual human lives. Right. Because I right. think sometimes we value our artifacts and other things more than we mm-hmm. value <clears throat> right. lives. And yeah, we need to step in, call your Congress people, spread awareness, share an article from a reliable source. Al Jazeera is a good Sounds one. Sounds like we need Jimmy Carter. BBC. I mean, I know that some people may laugh at that, but I mean, he seems to be... I know he's old, and I don't know if he so could take a flight over there and yeah. everything. Um, I mean, the man's beat cancer, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, at least twice. and yeah. But no, but we need a, a diplomat we like that. We need a diplomat. And I right. think with, with a situation like this where it involves military overreach over people, it requires the world to really come together and say, we're not going to tolerate this. And yeah. world powers, not just one, because that can be looked at as... You have an agenda, you have something right. you're trying to do. But if the world comes together and they say, okay, we as the world, we're not going to go for this. This is what we're doing from our corner of the continent. Just step in and let's take care of each other. Right. And share it, bring awareness to Thank it. Thank you for bringing yeah. that to yeah. everybody's attention. Because you're right, yeah. it doesn't get, right. it's not getting any play. Yeah. yeah. I've, I saw, I've seen, seen it. it on my Facebook a couple yeah. of times, but not on any of the yeah. news. Right. And I've watched like three different news stations. Yeah. Um, what else we got? We want to talk about a little bit about uh, Mr. John Stewart. Oh my God! Oh. Yeah. Like I've always loved John. I mean, I I've been watching The Daily Show since John Stewart hosted it. Yeah, and then transitioned it to, to Trevor, Trevor Noah, yeah. um, who does a fabulous. fabulous job. And you would think that there was never a Daily Show before Trevor right. Noah, if depending on your age, right? But yeah. um, you know, and but John Stewart, of course, you know, New Yorker, born and raised. New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey, yes. Same thing. I'm walking here. Look, for a lot of people in New York, (laughs) either way, proper New Yorkers do not let New Jerseyans claim. Uh, This is coming from a woman who's 
Bostonian, New Jersey, and New York accent is the same. Ma'am, have a seat. Next. Get the fuck out of here. But he, can, but he can see it, he can see it from yeah. across the river, right? We're plodding uh, here. Um, but, I mean, ever, I mean, before, even before um, 9-11, I mean, he was... I, I feel like, I mean, he's just a, a New Yorker, New Jersey, and like at heart, yes. right? And, but especially after 9-11, he took a profound um, interest yes. in the first responders. And when he retired from The Daily Show, he took it a step further. Yes. So. And, yeah, so you can, you okay. can probably explain so a lot kinda, of I could write. I mean, I know we have a lot of listeners that are our age, but then there's a lot that are younger. So, and. Uh, for those of you that weren't really paying attention to politics or any of that kind of stuff during that time of 9-11, um, Jon Stewart came back on the air like 10 days after 9-11 in a very heartfelt, touching tribute to New York. And what he talked about endlessly was the brave men and women that responded. Mm-hmm. And it was extremely touching and how they came together and all of this. And it was, and it was because of them that our country came back together. It was because together. of them, yes. Brick by brick. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. And I remember He talks about watching... his view from his apartment and how it changed. I'm yes. not going to give it away to our listeners. Yeah. Because I really if want our really listeners go to go. you really go Google it, it's really a John Delegates, watching. go and watch the 2001 John Stewart episode. Just just Google John Stewart 2001 9-11 first episode. Yeah. Like, it'll pop up. And the last few lines of his where he talks about the view from his apartment. Yes. Is, it'll choke it you will. the fuck up. It will up. choke you up. <laughs> And You're I, not human if it doesn't choke no. you up. And I watched The Daily Show all the way up through his end, mm-hmm. and it was at least once a year he talked about or had the first responders yeah. appear on his show. So this is not just something that, you know, 20 years later he's like, oh, I think I'll get involved. He was a day one supporter of taking care of them. And he... And he, apparently our he, Congress isn't. Yes. And Apparently, keep keep having to ask Congress to find money to take care to take of care of people who took care of us. Yeah. So earlier Imagine this that. week, I know. Earlier this week, he appeared in front of the House Judiciary Committee um, and basically berated them for not acting he sooner. He ripped them, and he was there with so many first responders. And probably outnumbered the congressional people. They did. There. Oh, they, they did. did. Yeah. They did. He said they they had to come here sick and dying to stand in front of people that did not show up. Yeah. And he he mentioned that their the response time, the official NYPD or NYFD response time was five seconds on September eleventh. And wow. there's this quote from him where he said He basically, he wrapped up his speech to them and he said, they responded in five seconds. They did their job with courage, grace, tenacity, humility. 18 years later, do yours. And it just 18 years later, 18 years later, because basically every, they're babies who can like, are adults now. Yes. Basically, every four years, first of all, it took forever to get fucking funding for them. Yeah, they kept pushing it off. And you, first, it was a New York problem. Well, first, you're not sick. Right. It's you're just, crazy. This is just, you're this crazy. Is, you're crazy. Well, it's just the shit in the air, and it's everybody's got a little something. Yeah. You know? And then it's, you're crazy. And then, well, yeah, you've got cancer. But that's not because of 9-11. Yeah. That's not because and of the And even if it is, 
Even if it is, it's a New York problem. It's yes. not a federal government problem. And then when they finally problem. admitted it New was York a needs problem, to find the money. that it was legit because of 9-11, they said it's a New York problem. Mm-hmm. It's not a federal problem. And so this is the horseshit way we responded, which is one of those reasons why. Wasn't I there so- federally funded two wars in response to 9-11? Well, yes. One we're still in. One we're still yeah. in. 18 years later. cost billions a day at yes. certain point in time. Or that billions the, of money that they lost. Thank you, right. Dick Cheney. So, uh, doesn't that Oliver fall and... under that? I'm right. not... Yes. Yeah. I mean, it goes to the same argument we always talk about when we say we need money for education, we need money for this. They can, they'll find money for fucking tanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. God forbid we find money to take care of first responders that are dying of cancer. Right. So, those people didn't fucking show up the day that John Stewart was there with everyone. But the next day is when the House Judiciary Committee unanimously passed a bill to ensure they would get continue to get their federally funded support. So I saw that and was like, yes, awesome, and they're taken care of. No. But what I didn't understand, and I'm thinking a lot of our listeners might not have understood either, mm-hmm. is that that's just the House Judiciary Committee. Right. There's like 15 steps to getting any fucking thing done around right, here. Right. So there's that. And and then part the of bill that, will now and part of that is for a reason. We have checks and balances, yes, all that yes. stuff. I mean, but, but it should it should sell through. It, every right. committee should just be yes, 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 well, but yes. If the committee did it, then it seems like the house should do it. But you know, and maybe some of it is just the way the news shares these stories because they made it sound like it was they uni- got the money. They unanimously passed a bill. Yeah. But all that means is that the bill is now going to move on to a full house vote. Mm-hmm. That's not till next month. And then after that, if it passes, it has to clear the Senate and then be signed into law by President Trump. And it just feels like the bureaucracy comes into play when things are like dire like this. But mm-hmm. if someone needs funding for war or to go to war, mm-hmm. even when you need Congress's permission on paper to do it, you can bypass that and right. do it anyway. Do do so this. you can, people are able to find backdoors of doing certain things except for the things that are important. People are always talking about back the blue, back the blue. And, you know, people are always using the term back the blue for their racist agendas and stupid shit that's just terrible. But when it comes to backing the blue, this is how you back the blue. Exactly. People who actually did their jobs and actually protected lives and saved lives and did the job that we all hope first responders are supposed to do. This is time where you say, okay, we're backing the blue. This is the appropriate time. Exactly. And the thing is, is that what, what I think about that is on September 11th, they all, they got there. Five seconds. They're responding. They're in there. No hesitation. The ran, fucking ran into tower fucking crashes building down. No and then they, the ones that didn't, ran right back in. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if that is not fucking courage, and you don't take this care of them. I always talk about I mean, I that. I chills to yes. this day thinking about I it. always say that of all the first responders, the ones that I admire the most are the firefighters. Because the firefighter is... Going where they're going, knowing they're walking into a fire. They know exactly People where they're going. People already passed them. They're running, yes. and they're going towards, the, and, like, EMTs mm-hmm. and, and, and firefighters. Those are people who know that there is danger. They know where they're going. Right. And they're almost, they're, their job is always to save lives. Yes. They don't get caught up in any of the bullshit. You never hear that they fucking burned somebody or left somebody in a burning. These are people who are yeah. going directly to risk their lives to save other people. Yes. And I just don't see why we're having this discussion. I don't right. understand. I and in a month for it to get to the house. And then hopefully Mitch McConnell doesn't block it. If he does, I mean, he's already... If there is a hell, he's already going there, right? right? Like, and and so he doesn't block it. One of these men might die. One of these men yeah. and women might die because there's one guy that's had sixty chemo treatments. Sixty nine chemo treatments. Yes, I remember that. 
And the thing is, is like under the current law that we've got, they are going, the funding program is slated to stop accepting claims for aid at the end of 2020. So for them, this is dire. They've got basically a year to get this stuff through and worked. If what is was passed by the House Judiciary Committee gets, you know, sails through the others, this will be the last bill that we need. They will be reauthorize, well, they'll reauthorize the September 11th Victim Compensation Fund Act, which is the official name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, most people just call it the First Responders Bill. Yeah. And it would provide funding to victims and their families for 70 years. Ooh. That is long enough for the rest of them. You know? And Good. Good. The bill would also... I don't know why they didn't fucking do that in the first place. I know. The bill would also provide more money for the program amidst concerns that the future payouts were going to be cut as much as 70%. So it's I mean, all about priorities. Um, it really is. It right really now, is. everybody and their mama's trying to pass some sort of abortion blocking bill. And meanwhile, we've got shit like this going on. This Again, is pro-life. Right. And it's, <laughs> right. But how pro-life are you if you're letting firemen and police officers die? Well, you're by more concerned about when a sperm meets an egg and the definition like we've got people who've served and have protected others and risked their lives to do so. And have long-lasting consequences. These people aren't asking for money to live lavishly off of. This is for things like medical care. Like, right. for fuck's sakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we can just cut Trump's golf budget, we'll be okay. Right? Right. <sighs> Good point. Good point. Oh, my God. How much has he spent on golf so far versus the past two years? Oh, I can't even remember. It's, it's just like fucking tens of millions. millions. Yeah, it's $27.8 yeah. or something like that. Like, it's already tripled... Obama and doubled Bush or something. Yeah. And, and we thought Bush took a lot of vacation days. I mean, it well, felt like he was on vacation every other week. Bush took a lot of vacation days. He just didn't spend them golfing. He took a lot yeah, of vacation days. He was a Crawford days. He wasn't a very good golfer. No. And so... Because he's a good drinker, and you know he could probably, probably he could probably make a, a bump, a line of cocaine, like super, super straight. <laughs> Girl, like, how did you get us there? From we were talking about first responding. Well, she is the pivot. I'm the segue queen. The segue queen. God, she over here, Ross from Friends with a couch. Pivot, pivot. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, I love that. Content queens. Content queen. I'll be there for you. Um, oh hey, Missy, you gonna pop that shit? Yes. You got, you're Ooh. holding our next bottle of wine. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so this one is a Texas wine. Y'all know how to oh. Texas wine. I'm this. I'm not actually Star, sure. Star, I know Star. how to pronounce this. I, I just picked all sorts of shit today. I was feeling. She's picking all the words she can't spell. <laughs> so how do I say you? McPherson. No. Then oh. Sagnavis. Like Marvel, you have oh, like a little honey mustard. Oh, no, and he gets all into the thing about like the ratios of the honey, and the, it's it's a whole thing. And it annoys the hell out of me. Hi, Quentin. Love you, uh, Quentin. <laughs> the, when I when I googled that word, uh, it was the first it, that in a pronunciation the suggestion. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear okay, it. hold on. I gotta go to my. It's Italian, I'm sure. I'm going to the. Oh shit! Sorry. 
We go to it's YouTube. An, it's it's going to be a, a, a two-second video pronouncing it with a 10-second commercial. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's, it's got to be. Yep, it's it's Italian. Sangiovese. There we go. Sangiovese. Okay. So it just keeps repeating it. One more time. Sangiovese. 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 Okay, so we have here at McPherson Wineries 2017. Um, so it's aged a little bit. And the Sangiovese. And um, it's this, fun to say, this, isn't it? It's very fun. Sangiovese. And there's only 1,337 cases of this particular variety produced. Uh, and what McPherson actually does is for every variety that they have, they will tell you how many cases of that particular variety they produced. So 1,300 Ooh. something cases is pretty exclusive. And this came in at eleven ninety nine, which is really good. Oh wow! And in case this, anybody doesn't know or hasn't noticed, we are budget wine no shoppers. <laughs> um, and it comes in at a thirteen point eight percent alcohol. Um, it seems to be. I don't think it's going to be much bolder than what we just had. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to read the back of the bottle because I I love giving you know the Texas wineries. A platform because I love Texas wines. Uh, the Sangiovese is an Italian wine that is well suited for sometimes unforgiving climates. Working with this variety for nearly two decades, McPherson Cellars has developed a consistent style which mimics many of the Sangiovese wines of Tuscany. <laughs> At the heart of the bouquet is a stunning red licorice and black cherry color aroma aging exclusively in french oak um, marries this varietal character with the delicate oak nuance and adds a beautiful texture which brings further depth and richness to this wine it's not italian but it's mcpherson oh that's smart mm. um, and that's enough oh mcpherson cellars was created to honor my father dr clinton doc mcpherson a founder and pioneer of the modern Texas wine industry. So shout out to you, McPherson Wines, and we're going to pop this, um, and let's see. So while you're popping that, I just, because we're now we're Googling, like, how to pronounce shit, <laughs> now, we, now we do have the other line. Midok. So it's pretty close on that one. Yeah, Midok. Midok. That's it. Yeah. And we were doing, we were doing the H. The I guess the H is so the, the silent. The Midok is, I think it's a city, it's a region in France. And the actual wine itself is a Bordeaux. Bordeaux. However you pronounce it. Bordeaux. <laughs> I was trying to school Michi earlier on popping wine, and she said she didn't have problems until Until you start trying to boss over the goddamn wine. <laughs> You're doing it like a champ right now, girlfriend. Yes. I love it. So we're she gonna, got no problems over here. Let's let's see what this one is. I predict that this one's going to be a little lighter than the last one. Yeah. So let's... Woo! Ooh. Sexy. Pop that shit. <laughs> Why don't you chug that, baby? Uh-huh. I know it's hard for me to chug wine. It's, oh, see, it's much says. lighter. It is. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a much lighter wine. So I try that. It looks pretty. Yeah. Do you want to pour your ice out? There's no ice. So I will tell you right off the bat, you'll be so proud of me, Michi. Okay. This smells sweeter. Okay. Okay. Oh, it does. It okay. smells sweeter. Okay. Yeah. Is it so taste it? Tell me. Is it heavy on the berry? <laughs> it's heavy on the wine. It's heavy on the wine with with a hint of wine. And then a little bit. I'm of- getting something. Give it to us, right? Is wine. It- I don't know. Hang on. I can't tell. Oh you. my no. god! You guys just suck the fun out of this segment. 
What time? What we're gonna do is is Ooh. I'm gonna cover up the ingredients, and you're gonna have to tell me which fruits are in it. Okay, and if you're right. we can do that. Because I mean, you probably, I would, I'd just be guessing. Yeah, that is a fruity, so it's gonna be yeah. less bold. Some blackberry. Okay, you haven't said it yet, right? The so fruits. I think. Okay, I gotta Did you guess. say it. I missed so it. So it doesn't actually notate the notes here, but this is definitely cherry. Plum, you can taste it. It's fruity. You know what? Raspberry. Uh, I'm gonna root that shit up. You know what? What? Wine. <laughs> but it has a little oakiness to it. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say that. Yeah. I, I really was gonna say Fuck that. Fuck off, Ray. I was. I can taste the wood chips. The wood chips. That's not how that works, though. <laughs> what did you say? Um, notes of raspberry. I, I did say cherry. You did say cherry. Okay, it is um, cherry. And there's some oakiness to it that I kind of... It didn't say in here, like, the type of oak, but, um, so, because I pulled... I'm now just going to fucking Google everything. Oh, you're going to Google everything. <laughs> this, is, this is odd, though, because we've never had one with this. Mm-hmm. Notes of red licorice. Yes, that did mention red licorice. Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I was trying to Google how to they, pronounce shit. Oh, yeah, I, I did actually it. mention it. That's so interesting. It's, so, it's um, licorice and black cherry. Okay. Yeah. Um, and bright balsamic strawberry. Yeah, that's... What the mm. fuck is this balsamic strawberry? Is it a strawberry that's been soaked in balsamic? I don't know. I oh. hope not. That doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't, but it's in the wine. The wine so tastes now, fabulous. It's, there's a little, like, vinegariness to it. I don't think Maybe that. that's it? The balsamic? Yeah, it's, that's it's, the balsamic. It could be. The, yeah. But, yeah, it's... it's Still, it's still dry and it's still, but it's not bold. No, it's not like the other one. It reminds me a lot. It's not the same wine or the same variety a lot, but like its lightness reminds me of the Grenache that we had a couple of weeks ago, um, mm. where it was like really The lightness small. is like the Grenache, yeah. but I, no offense, I like the Grenache better, well, you, but I'm yeah. down with that Grenache. The Grenache was Grenache good. The, good. The, I want to get that again. The Grenache's yeah. flavor is not offending, but it's still bold. Like it's right. not dry, dry. So. Right. Yeah. Now that we... <laughs> we'll post the bottle for you guys, and you can pick it up at your local winery. Sanjavise. Sanjavise. That should be the name of the episode. <laughs> Sanders, Stewart, and Sanjavise. <laughs> Sanjavise. So, Ray, are you ready? You, you an, an asshole. asshole. You an asshole. You an asshole. Baby, you an asshole. You guys are terrible. I You're terrible. Your I'm, mom's I'm terrible. I didn't even um You weren't ready? Oh, oh wait, not ready. ready. I didn't I need to pull my pants. Because she's, she's describing the wine. I was describing the wine and, and, and smelling the wine and So pause right here so I can pull up my notes. One moment, please. <laughs> well, I miss she pulls up her asshole of the week. I'm interested in this. We haven't we actually I don't know what the asshole of the week is. I don't know what Ray's bear of the day is. It's all a surprise to me. Keeping you on the edge of your toes, yeah. on the edge of your seat. I'm just like a drunk delegate right now. I don't I know. know. What, you I don't, don't know, know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Where the hell are we? <laughs> Somebody send help for Michelle. You guys are crazy. Look, I have had we two have cosmopolitans <laughs> and a swig of licorice. I might be calling Uber for Ray. Uber. I can't. I need my car. No, we I would not we drive if I was drunk. No, I wouldn't let you. Um, she's she's going to go see her plane tomorrow. I, um, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in us tonight, Ray, because we didn't have an 80s song reference in anything we talked about. What the fuck? What's wrong with that? Because the Friends was a 90s song. Yeah, it was. We didn't have anything. I mean, at the very beginning when you were doing the sound check, I was like, check, baby, check, baby, one, two, three, but four, But we do check, that baby. every time. Yeah. 
And that's actually a 90s reference. Oh, it is, isn't it? It is. Oh, it was, yeah, it is. It's like 95, 96, right? No, 92. Oh, look at Ray. No, I say this. No, I know hip hop. Her booty shaking hip hop. (laughs) This is what happens when you have a a point of reference of having a newborn. (laughs) So you can like, like how old was my kid when this happened? That's true. Yeah, because my daughter was born in 92 as well. So you like refer everything to, okay, well, she's Before I had a kid, after after I had a kid. (laughs) How old was the kid when this happened? I can quickly do the math. Yeah. That's the only math I can do, right? (laughs) Apparently... I should be able to do that, but apparently I didn't know that a few weeks ago we were talking about millennials. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm ready when you go. Are you ready for your... You an asshole. Are you a... All right, Missy. She, she definitely deserves the song, so you can get it all for okay. time. We already did our song. Yeah. We're ready for it. What um, you got for us, girl? So, asshole of the week this week. Uh, so, it's going to be a lifetime achievement, asshole of the week. Oh, Lord. Oh, so, it's yes. going to last a while since she's been carrying this... Cause of problematic. Oh, I know who it is now. For decades. Uh, who do you think it is? I think it's the the prosecuting attorney. That's for, exactly who it is. It is for Lin- the vindicated five. Linda. Yes. Fucking yes. Linda. It is Linda Fairstein, who was the prosecutor for what we now call exonerated. Oh, I said vindicated. It's still the same. Okay. Word. Yeah. Okay. The Damn it! I was, five. I was so close. You were so close, but you did so good and. The, the thing that is really frustrating to me about Linda is that in the midst of all of these things happening, she just, like, pulled out the most, like, it, it is the ultimate, it's that, like, the level in the video game where you reach, like, the ultimate super, like, <laughs> boss. Right. And she's the <laughs> ultimate super white lady victim of all time. Okay, because, so let me have you go back for just a little bit, because I know what you're talking about. What if our listeners don't? Oh, right. So, so I will get. They, may not know, they might not know. So five. this, they might not know them as the exonerated five. And the reason why we say that is, if you remember the story that's been blowing up the headlines this week, uh, coming in as being the most watched series on Netflix, uh, when they see us, which is a story about the Central Park Five, uh, the story in New York where the jogger gets viciously raped and attacked, and eventually they find five random. Black boys and one black and Latino. Latino. One is, I think, one is like Dominican. Basically, pin that on them by coercing them into these false confessions. The thing about Linda that's so interesting is that, like, quite possibly the most incompetent. Like at the very, just looking at the layers, because Reyes, who finally admits to doing this crime, um, had to go through all of these like bells and whistles to eventually prove like he had to go out of his way for people to believe him that he committed this crime meanwhile linda was like pivoting and saying she still believes that they did it that he was just the sixth person who got away and after the dna evidence had cleared these kids this lady continues to say well he's just a sixth person still is refusing to waver even after new york pays the highest lawsuit mm-hmm. of all time at $41 million, recognizing on paper that they're wrong. She still refuses to acknowledge the fact that she's wrong. But really, what she's really here for is for asshole of the days, her incompetence. Like, other than, you know, her bias and her racism and just her general fuck shitness, she's incompetent because the thing that's interesting is that when Reyes confessed to this crime, Linda was also on 
the case for prosecuting Reyes for several other crimes that he'd done. And this was his pattern, pattern of raping, attacking, bounding mm-hmm. a person, leaving them naked. And for the same judge and the same prosecutor to have presided over several of Reyes' and cases. And the same detective. And the same detective. And not come to the conclusion of, because he was more than willing to confess to these crimes. What does that tell you, Michelle? And the, they right. tailor-made these these kids to this crime instead of going out there and doing the detective work to find the person who had done it they shifted timelines they did mm-hmm. everything that they could to piece together this very loosely shitty case against this boys of which they ended up winning because racism in the system the systemic racism ended up aiding them for their shitty ass job which means they didn't have to work that hard mm-hmm. at all to convict on basically zero evidence yeah I, can I interrupt for just yeah, a second because yeah, you know why People like that do that yeah. because those boys were going to, they were going to do bad stuff eventually. Oh yeah. That was her justification. They, like they were, they, they were going to be part. bad anyway. And like they're, they're well, in prison. Mind. They were going to end up in prison anyway. They yes. just got there a couple of years early. If this wasn't the crime that they did, they were going to, they were going to uh, commit a crime like this anyway. Absolutely. And that's, and that's how she justifies it to herself and that detective mm-hmm. and that judge, all of them. That's why none of them will fucking back down yeah, and just be like, I was wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, no. I destroyed Lives. not just these boys' lives, who were Many boys. Right. Who were boys. Yeah. Their families. 14, 15, 16 So, we'll, we'll do a deep dive of the actual yeah. yes. episode, so we'll get yes. more into that. But I want to focus on this asshole right here. Okay, okay. sorry. sorry. Um, you're fine. It's a passionate <laughs> subject. It is. It's, it's a so passionate fucking, subject. Yeah. And, um... There's a lot of assholes in this story. That's why. There's a lot. But she's the peak. But she she's is. the biggest. She, she's, she's the biggest. She's, she's wide. The gape. She's, she's the gape she's asshole. Like, she's the gaping asshole in the story. Hot dog in the hallway asshole. So when we're sitting here and we're talking, one of the things that really pissed me off is that she was asked in an interview what she thought about, you know, all of this backlash coming. Because the beautiful thing is that now... We have social media and we have black Twitter and we have black social Mm -hmm. media and people are, oh, we have just gotten so active and now are demanding answers because it's like this age of young social activists and people of color, we know how to utilize the systems that we have. So a lot of people who are my age might not remember this story or this is their first contact with the story, right? Right. So now we're realizing that this thing happened and we're like, we want some fucking answers. Um, And her best way, true to form, of explaining this was that it was just a mob mentality Mm. completely refusing to take ownership and so the reason why she's here again is for incompetence and complete failure and the inability to acknowledge just being a fucking failure it's like when you failed so hard that you just have to keep the narrative going because you cannot handle how much of a fucking failure you are the backlash has been swift she's got dropped by her publisher uh she was asked to remove herself from the board there was actually backlash and there are plenty of people way back in the days who had asked her to be removed from this board that mainly advocates for people who for social justice and people who have been wrongfully the irony of it all um <laughs> she's on the fucking board she's on the oh board for basically people who do all of <laughs> this like activism on behalf of people who need social justice and you know linda i hope that you never ever ever live down this public shame i hope every facet of your life is exposed for how terrible of a person that you are and i hope that with this coming to light that there's some justice firm out there whether it's the innocence project or whatever that looks over every single case you've ever touched yes because this the exonerated five 
are just this there's the story is compelling and it's touching but they're not the first no. there's someone out there waiting for their break room sitting in jail who was probably who's innocent and who was probably a victim of this woman so every single case that you've ever oh, touched dear. i hope it's looked at and you are brought to the forefront and i hope that the world at large the country at large deals with you for being such an asshole and having such stick-to-itiveness to being such a piece of shit is just so marveling and so if you're willing it. to have that level of stick to itiveness i hope you have the same energy when you start getting exposed for what the truly valid human being that you are because you're so unapologetic about it you should celebrate this asshole of the week day month year next eternity um because this is definitely your life. since this is this has been your life's work this is your lifetime achievement award uh, for being a piece. Maybe of we can um, get together and 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 put put together a, a collection to make her a, a statue mm-hmm. or a, an award, a trophy of some asshole. sort to just send to her because you know she had been Glamour's Woman of the Year in '93. Wow! And they took it away or '93, and they mm-hmm. they have now rescinded right. that. They yeah. you know you don't get to be. And that. I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who won the lifetime achievement award this year turned it down. Mm-hmm. Because she won it last year. Right. <laughs> That's and he was like, No, thank you. I don't, I don't want to be in this comp- I wanna be in the same company. And I don't wanna be on the same wall. I don't want my picture next to her picture on that wall. To think about the things that Corey and the boys went through, this is nothing. And yeah. Corey, by this the way, donated to Innocence Project. Yes, he, did, he, he actually he started his own fund. He did, mm-hmm. where he actually does that. And we'll talk about all of that when we get into the deep dive about the episode. But I, I hope that the backlash continues to be harsh and swift and that you're exposed for this is because some, this is not her first. It was not, it wasn't her last. Oh no. And it's just her worst. Yes. People need to come together and basically, um, I don't even think it's her worst. Like someone who does something like this is so unapologetic about it. She's dark as shit. This is she's, true. I'm just, I, I say it in the sense of it's, it's the, worst the worst that we know of. That we know of. It's true. Yeah. I, I just think of the fact that it was five boys yeah. that this happened to for, yeah. There could yeah, be countless others. She's had over a 30 year tenure. Um, right. And so there's no telling who has been serving over 30 years or whatever yeah. for just sitting in there. So I, I really do hope that we apply more pressure uh, so that we can give someone justice that they have been sitting in and uh, we seek to make the injustice system a justice system. Great, great. I. I mean, that's probably my favorite asshole of the week. It's it's weird kind of saying that. That's my favorite asshole of the week. But that's definitely my favorite yeah. asshole of the week. Because she deserves it more than any other asshole And I've never ever seen had. someone just, like, be incompetent and then, like, just be unapologetic about it. Yeah. Like, the capacity of it all. It's just right. it's terrible. Yeah. So now, since we always like to end on a good note, it's now time for... Bay the day by Ray. Ray's bay of the day. Mishy does not want to join me in my singing on this. <laughs> day bay, Ray, bay, 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 bay. Although Mishy has a much better singing voice than I do. She's like, hell no, bitch. That's all you. Day bay. The most you get. Bay. So, Ray, Ray who is your bay of the day, honey? Bay all day. right. Well, I'm going to tell y'all a little story for this one. I was hoping for that. I was hoping you were hoping for that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Should I do it? Should I? No. No. Uh, okay. So when you hear Florida man, 
What's your mind go to? Usually gators, lawnmower. I'm going to hear some weird shit. It's going to be bad. It's going to be strange. Bad salts. Well, this time, it's not. It's a good one. It's a good thing. Are we vindicating Florida right now? We're not vindicating Florida. (laughs) We We are using the phrase. So we found a gem. Florida man. And it's for a gem. You're right. Oh. So this story, you got to go back to last October. Florida man, Dante Palmer, he posted a photo of himself doing his signature man squat as he improvised at changing his son's diaper in a men's restroom. He said, I looked around the bathroom. There were no changing tables. I got into my perfect man squat, threw my son over my lap, and began to change him. And so this photo then was shared across social media. Yeah, it went viral. And it eventually caught the eye of Pampers. And so months later, Pampers, with the help of Grammy-winning musician John Legend, Ooh. announced their This is pl- the Quentin my Quentin was this, talking about. Yes. Oh. Announced their plan that they are going to install thousands of bathrooms, or install thousands of Changes changing tables. In bathrooms as part of its Love the Change campaign. The campaign's first changing table will be installed in Jacksonville, Florida. And Pampers said it's going to partner with Koala Care, which if anybody mm-hmm. changed diapers, that Koala that's, Care is like the name yeah. brand. Uh-huh. That's, that's the sticker that's, exactly. that's on all the changing it's tables. It's the Pampers of diapers, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, oh, so over the next two years, they're going to find and install changing tables in men's rooms in parks, rec centers, community centers, and libraries across the U.S. and Canada. And John Legend is really helping to promote the campaign. I know I saw this on social media yeah. this week. John Legend said, Spending time out and about with my kids is one of the greatest joys of my life, but it is frustrating when I'm out with Miles and the men's restroom doesn't have a baby changing table. So that's the story. I mean, it's kind of short and sweet, but I just... No, I do I that. saw this picture of Dante, and I was immediately reminded of Michelle's husband, Quentin, mm-hmm. because we've kind of always joked at the fact that Quentin has got this down to an art, the way he will change a baby on his lap. Like, I can't do that. I can't. I don't, my legs I don't even do that. My belly gets out of the way. I don't have the, the proper ratio. I know. I don't have the ratio. There's not enough thigh, leg ratio. to slap a child right. down. And the fact that they should have to, I mean, I know that when I walk into a women's restroom, like, it's rare that I don't see a changing table. They weren't always there, though. Right. But I'm just thinking, like... I said to change them all in a car. Yeah. But, I mean, I even think, like, too, maybe over the last few years, that the fact that, you know, I don't know, like, 99% of the time you walk in, there's one. That the one time you don't, you're just like, "Ah, that sucks. Right. But more often than not... You just start to get a little... And there's not always the family restroom. Right. 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 But more often than not, we just get a little frustrated at the quality of what they are. Right. You know? Like, oh, this one doesn't look that great. Oh, you're like selling it down first before you put your baby there. Whereas dad's going in... And sitting on the toilet. Yes. And then changing the baby. Or on the floor. On the floor. Or wherever. Like, it's just ridiculous. And Quentin actually used to tell me that what he would do is that he would... Get like one of those sanitizer wipes and clean the sink area, and then lay the changing pad so he would clean the baby on the sink counter. Yeah, um, uh, and, that and was with like, the changing pads. Yeah, so with the like changing Assuming he got lucky enough to have one, like, a proper or if counter. he didn't have one, he would sit on the toilet and do it on his lap. Yeah, wow. yeah. So, so Dante, story, right? yes, Dante, you to bay. 
Pampers, you the bay. John Legend, you the bay. So I we got a triple story. Yeah. And here I go. If someone's listening to this and go, here goes Michelle with her black agenda bullshit. But I love the fact that black dads are at the forefront of this because we all know the stereotype of how black dads don't take care of their kids or whatever. They're absent. And they're absent blah, blah, blah. for this to be like a young black father and another young black father coming together and doing something like this. It's good for the culture and shattering stereotypes while doing good. I'm always here for this story. That Thank you, amazing. Ray. It's a good story. Dora. I love You're welcome. it. <laughs> All right. So that wraps it up, ladies. Yes. Until next time, stay tipsy, my friends. Woo. Somebody already broke a glass. Oh, oh my God. God. I cannot believe my glass chipped. Are Sorry, you really Dawn. Unless you're breaking glasses. politics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DBAP Pod. If you have questions or suggestions, email us at drunkbpolitics at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's the best way to show your support and spread the word.